back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by President of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. We have some exciting stuff going on here at the yes, office. We, do. we had a deal that was funded partially by crypto. First time how, in our How did that happen? First time in our company. Do we even know how that happened? Well, I mean, it was Are you sure it happened? Uh, I received the confirmation email. I was okay. copied on that. So okay. the buyer transferred 0.34 Bitcoin okay. to the seller, and uh, everyone's happy. So. And we checked on Bitcoin value today, and and so seller's still okay with that? I, I believe it's so. down slightly, but it'll yeah. be up tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I asked him about it, and, you know, to peel the curtain back it was my sale was my deal but why do you keep bringing up your deals yeah exactly oh wait till we get into today's topic <laughs> you know one of the things i asked him i said are you nervous about taking this in in bitcoin he's like i'm i'm gonna hold it for 10 years so the yeah. conversation was yeah. well man you either sold you either gonna be glad that you took the cash that you took and just a small amount in Bitcoin, or you're probably going to wish that you took the whole thing. Or so, he's going to be a multimillionaire. Exactly off right. of the off of one little it, sale. It, and it was a very small percentage of the of the sale, yeah. so it wasn't like the entire sale was yeah. was in Bitcoin. It was and a, he was happy with it. Yeah, so, yeah. So good. it was it was good. And then you had a story. Now I'm trying to figure out. Now do we start taking Bitcoin? I want to check into that. Yeah, I was actually going to follow up with you on that and okay. see how much. <laughs> how, do, how are uh, we going to do that, Doug? How are we doing Bitcoin and escrow hmm. these hmm. days? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, when you put that escrow in, it was worth twenty thousand. However, it's you're only worth to, ten, so we're going to have to give us some more. We're going to need some more. Or <laughs> hey, you put five in an escrow, and you know what? Your your entire escrow is covered. As a matter of fact, your entire deal is covered. You're you're good. You're good. We, we've got everything. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I think you'll be a, a little bit of ways before yeah. you're ready to accept crypto. I'm still as kind part of a of, cash guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we talked to Jay, and one of the points that we talked to Jay about was timing kill and de- kill deals. Kills deals. Time kills, Time kills deals. deals. Easy for me to say. <laughs> And you had a story. Yeah. We, we actually just ran into something where... Well, we started thinking work. about this because we had a closing. It was end of year, right at the end of the year, and a closing that had been delayed for a lot of reasons, just a lot of due diligence. There were attorneys on both sides, multiple attorneys, and part of the reason why it was slow, it was a Russian company buying a U.S. logistics business, trucking company. And, you know, I always kind of had concerns on the Russians in in tech and logistics and buying one of the businesses we're representing, and is it going to go smoothly? Are there going to be problems? Well, they had a lot of attorneys on their side and heavy accents. And you start to wonder, okay, where are these people at? Time zone differences, people calling from Moscow. Anyway, deal closed end of the year. Fortunately, because had it been delayed any longer, this deal would not have happened. And just the fact that the sellers, even if there hadn't been 
you know, the, the government putting restrictions on doing business with Russian entities, the sellers would have been uncomfortable with it and would have, you know, the deal would have died. So it was just a case of, fortunately, the seller moved forward. We kept moving. We got the deal done. And um, timing is everything. Yeah, it's just funny how we'll be talking about something and then it'll spark a thought. Yeah. Uh, which kind of rolling into today's topic, last week we talked about we're out on various websites doing a search. So mm-hmm. right. putting ourselves in the position of a buyer that is looking for a business to buy. They get really, really high level information based on these ads that are out there. And we're not telling the name of the business. We're not telling where it's at. We're, we're not kind giving of, a lot. Kind of cryptic. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, if you're interested in something like that, you have to go forward, right? So right. You, at some point you have to make a phone call or send an email, get in touch with the person that is, in most cases, representing that business, um, which kicks off your process, really. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And the first step in that is signing an NDA. I think we've talked about that in the past, just real briefly. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously got an NDA that buyers going to need to fill out. It's pretty basic. It you know, it, we ask you not to disclose the information to anyone else. We probably we expect your spouse to know about it, and when the time's right, your attorney or your accountant. But we don't want you talking to your neighbors, your cousin, or somebody in the grocery line about something. So we just want you to sign a confidentiality agreement and give us a little bit of information about yourself so that we know that you're going to be qualified to look at the business we're going to show you. And once they do that, then we have either a conversation in the office or sometimes mm-hmm. there's a, a transfer of an email yeah. with a confidential yeah. business review. So basically getting them the information that they're requesting to to learn about this business. And the, the best place to learn about the business is the confidential business review. So right. that's what we're right. going to talk about today is what makes up a confidential business review, what Other, are some things that are in it. Right. Otherwise known as the CBR. CBR. Some pl- CBR. Some some people refer to them as CIMs, C-I-Ms. Uh, for our purposes, we will call them CBRs. Right. So what should we expect when we, we get one of these CBRs? What's the, This is our introduction into this yeah. business. So I, what's know, the first thing that I should see? I think what I'm going to see is just the basics. What What is the opportunity to start with? What's the history of the business, tell me a little bit about what the opportunity is, why I should be looking at it. So we're going to discuss things, like I mentioned, history of the business. We're not going to start from when the seller was in high school. We're going to be talking about what was the business, when did it start. Some major milestones of the business. You know, it may be this business has been in they, they started in 1986 and grown, and in 1994, they added this product or service. Right. And then in 2003, they pivoted and added this and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of something along sure. those yeah. lines. And is their family involved? We're going to be talking about their reason for selling, you know, and I think it's one of the main main things a buyer wants to know. Is this somebody that's just burned out? Are there health issues? Is it retirement? Or you're offering to see seller is looking for new opportunity. And we kind of jump into what are some compelling reasons why you would want to 
participate in this? Why would you mm-hmm. want to look at this business? And those could be things such as there's growth opportunity. There's money being left on the table because the current owner only wants to work seven hours a week mm-hmm. and therefore mm-hmm. the business is open 10. You know? You're going to see you're going to see a lot of things probably in that area that'll that'll pique your interest because many of our sellers are looking to retire. So the last several years they may just have been coasting they haven't i've got a a new client doesn't even have a website doesn't do any marketing at all so those are the things we're going to bring up as potential opportunities for somebody bringing in some fresh blood new ideas maybe just younger and it's got more energy to to do some of these things to to grow a business yeah a fresh perspective you know like you said there's a lot of times where people will get in that last five to ten years as they coast into retirement and they they become more conservative they don't they don't have the energy to make some of the changes that maybe they would have made 20 years ago or whatever that you're you're not going to see them taking on new debt usually to grow a business you know they're not looking to add a, a, a line in their manufacturing or take on additional inventory, they're gonna kind of stay safe. And after you kind of look through that, then we're gonna give a little bit of information about the market. What's the industry look like over the next coming years? What do you generally see in? Yeah, I think in, in a lot of this is we're, we're gonna get feedback from the business owner and get some understanding of what they see uh, in trends. And it's, I think it's better for us rather than going out and doing a Google search and kind of trying to get to be experts in any particular industry. I want to hear from the business owner. Say, okay, what have you seen happen over, over the last few years? Where do you see the, the industry heading? What are the trends? If you were 20 years younger, would you be doing something different at this point? Because that's what's going to help us communicate to the potential buyer what they, what they might be able to do with that, with that business in, in, in the industry. Within that same market, you're going to see things like the customer profile. You know, so we're going to, we're going to give an idea of who, who is this business's customers? Is it the general public? Is it B2B, mm-hmm. B2C? Mm-hmm. Is it government contracts? Sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we want to get a, a handle on all that. And are there opportunities there? We talk about government contracts. You know, what's a buyer? What kind of hoops does a buyer need to jump through? Are there certifications a seller has? Is it a women-owned business or a minority-owned business with those certifications? Or does the business rely on those certifications to get business from those from those particular you customers? Can, you can also see in here some things where, you know, specific licenses may be required. Mm-hmm, you might need sure. a general contractor's license or you yeah. might need a esthetician's license to to do these things. Or and, Medicare or child care, you know, all those specific yeah. licenses that somebody's going to have to apply for. So the other main piece here is going to be operations. This is where when I look at these CBRs, I see them kind of starting to diverge a little bit. Someone will talk about process. Someone will talk about management. Someone will talk about facilities. You know, I think this is where it gets all dependent on what type of business is it oh, as sure. to what you're going to see yeah. in this particular yeah. section. You know, and I think when a uh, good time to talk about how, be- because these CBRs are going to be quite different from, let's say, a liquor store to a manufacturer or distributor, you might get a two-page CBR with a liquor store because what is there really other than the location, 
the breakdown of what they're selling, uh, product mix, and what's the traffic count. You know, I mean, there are certain things that are pretty basic for the liquor store. Rather than going into something more technical, um, we have a very, well, a couple of pretty technical businesses right now where the CBRs got pretty lengthy because it was pretty scientific, very detailed, and we did need to explain it because we had to find the right buyer for those, and we didn't want to waste a lot of time with people. So the CBRs got pretty lengthy. The last two main pieces are going to be owner transition. What are they willing to do for you? What type of training? And again, this is going to vary. And it's going to vary because if you've got a franchise system, for example, you may just need the, the owner for a week or two. Yeah, you know, because uh, you're going to be doing some franchise training. Yeah, yeah. Sure. you're going to depend on them probably more than the seller, I guess, in some cases. Here's the key. There's our mailbox. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, this is a computer. Yeah. Uh, they've got you. Yes. Versus that technical. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be. They, they could stay on for years. And and those are businesses, too, where they're probably going to be looking for a strategic buyer, and they will need the current owners to stay on for, in, in some cases, years. They might be an employee. They might be a consultant but they're going to want a long-term transition. The last thing that we typically see in there is going to be some sort of financial picture, whether mm-hmm. that be a P&L or we, we use a seller's discretionary earnings. Revenue, cost of sales, operating expenses, profit, mm-hmm. EBITDA type things, owner salary. So we're not going to get into every single ad back and every single no. Is there health insurance on here? Is there yeah, cell phone? Is, Are they buying this meals This is for just their a basic financial yeah. summary. So it's it's going to give them enough information to say, yeah, after all of this, all this explanation, I see the financial information, the bottom line. Is this something I want more information on? Now what? Now what do we do? And that is the exact purpose of this document. So we started out, we saw an ad mm-hmm. out on Biz Buy Sell for whatever company piqued our interest. Seemed like the cash flow was right. Seemed like the location was right. I liked the industry. I liked what I saw there. So mm-hmm. I inquired. I got more information. So the purpose of this document is now to give me a little bit more information to lead me to that next step. Right. right. Which that next step is going to be that buyer-seller meeting. Right. And so from there, I'm going to take this document, and that's going to generate a lot of questions that I would have about the operations of the business. So I'm still in that process of learning about the business. This gives me just enough information. I kind of write mine, and I think every, everybody's different. I write mine at the tell me what time it is, not how to make the watch level. Oh, sure. Yeah. And even as we get into that buyer-seller meeting, it's still we're talking high level. We're not talking yeah. about, well, you know, so-and-so has a really bad attitude, and the right. first thing that I would do is I would fire him. <laughs> yeah. We're not really getting into that. We're getting into the overview no. of the business. This is high level, and this is really to help the buyers qualify themselves. Is this something that you feel like you would be interested in? Because it isn't just about the money the business is making. It is about all the internal stuff with that business. Can you see yourself doing this day in, day out? Okay, potentially, yes. It's worth a phone call and and then it's time for us to set up a meeting with the seller. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things is that, you know, at the end of this document, and all along the ways, right, we're, we're looking at, it's kind of one of those flow charts where it's a yes, no. Mm-hmm. Do I want to proceed? Yes. Go to the next step. No. Terminate, right? Are you talking about so, a Gantt chart? Uh, I think it's a decision chart. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going way back into Cor- the, correcting me. the okay. project, yeah. uh, project management right. uh, process improvement. That's why I was thinking. Yeah. Gantt. I'll, uh, okay, we'll check we'll, that out. We'll, for we'll the have next. A, we'll have fact checker Dan, <laughs> Dan Loyacano, uh, recent guest, does next process episode. improvement. He can fact check us right. and make sure that what we're talking about. Whatever so, it is. So maybe next week we come back and talk about the how to have an effective buyer seller meeting. The Sounds do's good. And, do's and don'ts. What right, you should right. ask. What you shouldn't ask. What what it's a time for. What it's not a time for. Yeah, there's a there's a definite purpose for those meetings and kind of a time limit. So yeah, we'll get into how to, how to make those effective. And, and are those in person? Are they video? Is it a conference call? I think we should talk about all that. Absolutely. So best place to find us, best place to find the listings that we have, kcapex.com. Best place to get in touch with any member of the team to learn more about the businesses that we have listed um, and get yourself on a non-disclosure so that you can start looking at some of these CBRs is kcapex.com. And if you are looking at buying or selling a business, Doug and I got you fam.